0: Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help black and brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, everyone. It is Being Brown at Work and your girl, Linda Talaferro. And yes, as I usually say, it is my favorite day of the week, favorite time of the week. And in particular tonight, it is a very interesting time because of the subject I'm going to talk about. It's one that all of us deal with on a regular basis. And I wanted to offer how I've approached dealing with imposter syndrome. So no further ado, because I know this is a hot topic. We are going to jump right in, jump right in. And I prepared some slides for you. I thought it would be great for you to visually be able to see what I'm sharing and maybe even take some notes along the way. So let's jump right in on how to strategically successfully navigate imposter syndrome. So just let's just do a recap of what imposter syndrome is. We all are familiar with it, but just in case you happen to be listening in or joining me here live, and it's not too familiar to you, the terminology, but I bet you once I tell you a little bit of it, of this definition, you'll say, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it because I even experience it. It's when you feel like a fraud, feel like you're just not good enough for the role or that people might find out that you're really not as good as the evidence shows. And that's the key to imposter syndrome, because the evidence, everything, your work product, everything shows that you're excellent at what you do. You just don't believe it. You believe that there's really no substance there. And somehow it just doesn't measure up. And for women of color, I mean, people of color as a whole, because of all the layers of stuff we have to deal with around racial discrimination, it even affects us even more. This idea, this syndrome, this issue that just plagues us. It affects black and brown women more. And I would offer to you that foundationally, it's about lack of confidence, foundationally. I mean, there's other parts to it and I'm going to give you some other components to it, but foundationally, it is truly about lack of confidence. Here's some other information that makes it just even more, that much more of a challenge for black and brown women, it's the intersectionality challenges. Okay, so Linda, what do you mean about that? What I mean is not only do we have to deal with being a person of color, black or brown, but then we also probably have to deal with the gender piece, we're women. In some cases, we may have to deal with, like me, age, I'm 59. You put those intersectionalities into it, you can layer on some others. You know, you're a black or brown woman. You may be of a certain age. You did not get a college degree. That's another intersectionality challenge. Or you come from certain economic backgrounds and so you have those experiences. There's layers upon layers of intersectionality that just makes this imposter syndrome that much more intense, that much more stronger. For some of us to deal with. And then you pile on top of that the fact that most of the decision makers that control the seats at the table are not people that look like us. Hence, that imposter syndrome even being more of an issue. What are some causes of imposter syndrome? I'm going to lay out a few. And some of this. Or some from studies that I've read recently, and I'm going to provide you the data. Here's one, lack of representation. I just shared that, that most people that control the seats at the table, that make the decisions, do not look like us. So there was a study, a COCOL study in 2020, just last year, 3.2% of senior leadership roles are held by Black professionals. Only 3.2%. This is just data from just last year. Other causes of imposter syndrome. Most of us as Black professionals believe that we have to work harder. I know I did growing up. Keep your head down, work hard. Keep working harder. You got to be better than everybody else. Therefore, we come up with that, wait a minute, I'm not still good enough. Imposter syndrome development opportunities, we don't even have access to people in senior leadership roles to discuss development opportunities to know what's available. We rarely have that access of the reason the first bullet, most people sitting in the seats don't look like us. And then I'm going to tell you, you hear me talk about this a lot, we don't make or build the relationships that give us access because we're too busy working harder. Biases, prejudices, clearly, clearly that plays a part in imposter syndrome. And if you're in a workplace culture that does not foster, does not promote, does not drive belonging, you're going to on a daily basis experience imposter syndrome. And it's going to be hard to get on the other side of it. And, you know, then there's these little, subtle landmines. I mean, we we all know what they are. I'm just going to roll through these. You know, this is stuff that we hear as black and brown women. Can I touch your hair? Wow, your hair has changed. Or tone policing. And, and let, me, let me clarify what that is. So there is a really, really stark, very serious situation that just happened for you in the workplace. And for anyone else... Being upset about it, being angry about it would be justified given the situation. But for you, as a black or brown woman, somebody's like, oh, you're angry? Are you really angry? It's that angry black woman thing. When it's justified, the situation that just occurred would be justified for you to be upset. But they want to tone police you. Or as I've been often told in my career, oh, Linda, you're so passionate. (laughs) You're so bad. Well, yeah, I would think you'd want passion, right? You would want passion. But when it comes from someone that looks like myself, I get tone policed. Or, you know, I tell you what's happened to me is be having to prove what's on my resume. I mean, <laughs> when people would validate my degree and then I'm in the interview and they would say, oh, you really went to Carnegie Mellon. I'm like, what the world? Okay, So microaggression. Yes, I did go to that school. Why? Because someone like me wouldn't go to Carnegie Mellon University, you know, or shaming, you know, that's another microaggression. Oh, you're lucky. You're lucky to have made it this far, or you're lucky to have gotten that opportunity. So when you pile all of this on in our day to day, nine to five experiences, and we still have these career aspirations, it's natural to start second guessing. It's natural to start saying, wait a minute, uh, maybe I don't really belong. Maybe I'm not good enough. And so that promotion, leading that major initiative, uh, leading that large team, not for me. But what I would offer to you is what doesn't kill you. You could finish what you see here on the slide. I love this quote that I found. I use it often. The flower that doesn't think of competing to the flower next to it, it just blooms. You just bloom. If you don't think about, if you quit comparing yourself, because that's where imposter syndrome comes from. You're comparing yourself. Ig Instagram, you scrolling through the gram and you seeing this picture, that picture of this person flexing that, or they have this, or they're doing this, and oh, they just announced their promotion on on LinkedIn. All you scrolling all these social media sites, comparing yourself, and in your mind, you just don't measure up. Imposter syndrome because you probably do, if you truly give yourself the credit that you deserve. But like I told you earlier, when I first opened up this session, I told you that imposter syndrome is rooted in confidence. Rooted in confidence. And until you unapologetically believe in yourself, you will be plagued by this thing. It may come and go in waves, truly, but you'll be plagued by it. So you have to exercise your confidence. The more you use it, the stronger it truly does get. So one of the approaches that I use when I'm working with my clients, this is my approach. I, I, I named it PCG, Pill Back, Connect and Grow. And I think this is this is really critical in your process of trying to reduce, mitigate, and hopefully eventually eliminate imposter syndrome. Sometimes that's challenging to do, but at least to reduce it is really getting clear about how you see yourself. How do you think other people see you? Part of your imposter syndrome, right? You make assumptions, you take and and create narratives, and you, that couples into how you show up every day. The connection piece is getting clear about who you are. Peeling back the onion. Remember, I say it all the time, who you are personally is who you are professionally. Getting really clear about who you are holistically as a person. That person that you see when you look in the mirror. Get clear about it. All the ugly, all the good, all everything right? And then know how you, how others see you. How do you know how others see you? Getting that feedback, which a lot of you I know when I say that F word, feedback, you run from it. But rather than you thinking that you know, wouldn't it be better to know? Know what others think of you, how they see you. And if there's any gaps then you work on them. You bridge those gaps based on that feedback. You put all that together, you start showing up strong. You start killing and reducing that imposter syndrome. Totally. Peel back, connect, and grow. So I wanna give you some specific ways that you can do exactly what I just shared. One, let's start with this. Give yourself some grace. Number one, your goal could be to eliminate imposter syndrome, but I'm going to be honest with you. It may never go away. You know, I um, when Michelle Obama was on her tour for her book, Belonging, I went to it with some girlfriends of mine here in the Detroit area. Phenomenal event. Absolutely loved it. And they set it up such that she was doing an interview So there was a a locally famous person here in the Detroit area that was interviewing her as part of her book, her book tour here in Detroit. And one of the things Michelle Obama even said, now it's Michelle Obama, right? I mean, first lady, eight years, we all know her, love her. She said that from time to time, she even has, deals with, has to work on her imposter syndrome. Right. So it may in reality never go away. So you give yourself that grace. Don't beat yourself up when you're starting to look in the mirror and second guessing yourself, wondering, should I really be here? I know it took me a minute. I remember when I sat in my in the office I have today as vice president, I was like, whoa, OK, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Biggest office I ever had. A lot of other things. Executive admin sitting outside. It took me a minute to say, OK, wait a minute. And am am I really here? Really? Yes. So just give yourself grace. Kill the negative self talk. Y'all know I am all about killing NST syndrome, negative self talk syndrome. All about it. You've heard me talk about this on many occasions. You have to practice positive self talk. There's enough out there. I just shared in various other slides. All the other crap we have to deal with, the microaggressions, the fact that we don't have access to senior leaders, the other issues that we have to deal with on a daily basis, and people that may say things and try to become landmines themselves for our careers. So why are we going to do it to ourselves? One thing we should be doing is looking in that mirror and telling ourselves how good we are. When we get ready for a meeting, you know, whatever you have to do. I know I've done preparations, PowerPoint slides. I'm working on them in my office. Uh, My husband, bless his heart, bought me a Bose speaker. I'll put my phone there. I'll play some music and I kind of pump myself up when I'm getting ready for a big presentation. Whatever it is you have to do. But practice positivity, positive self-talk. The third thing I would offer to you, feelings are just feelings. Feelings. That's all they are, feelings. And as I've typed here, feeling dumb doesn't mean you're dumb. I mean, it's just a feeling. It does not connect to anything in fact. It does not. So we all have our brain farts, our, you know, moments in which we mind goes blank or we lose our train of thought, or we maybe actually said or did something that was stupid, right? And you felt it does not mean you are stupid, does not mean you are less than that's back to number two, the negative self-talk, the narrative you write about yourself. So feelings are just feelings, failure. Failure's a friend. Change your mindset about failures, mistakes. We grow from them. And as I share here on this slide, your confidence solidifies once you understand why things went wrong and you put in place what you're going to do so it does not happen again the way it happened that time. Not to say that you won't have another mistake, not to say that you won't have another failure but it won't happen again that time because you've learned from it. And truly, 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 that's when growth occurs. And last but not least, seek support. Get an accountability partner, get a coach. If any of you need help with this, reach out to me. I'm gonna provide ways to connect with me on the next slide. If you're in your workplace, get a mentor. Get a mentor outside of your workplace. Get support. You also hear me say often, no man is an island. No man is an island. So you can't do this journey by yourself. And you definitely can't deal with issues and challenges like imposter syndrome by yourself. Get some help. So for those of you that want to connect with me, here's all kinds of ways to do so. Would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some of your comments in the chat. I'd love for us to have a continuing conversation around this. So put your comments in the chat, share with me. I watch for those and I comment back. So I would love to hear. And if you need, you know, confidence, I told you it's foundational, foundational to this imposter syndrome thing. And if you need help building your confidence, I've got a free download, gives you step-by-step-by-step for black and brown women, how we can build confidence. Go and download that for yourself. Would love for you to start implementing real tools to get you on the other side of this imposter syndrome. So thank you for watching, joining me live. I appreciate it. If you're hearing this on the replay, you know, if you're hearing this on any of the channels, please share with me your thoughts. Reach out if you need some assistance. Love to hear about how you're conquering imposter syndrome. And until next time, take good care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals, and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.